1: Hello, I am the obituary writer of this lovely town of Crestfall, Idaho, and this is Death by Dying, live. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the funeral. It's heartening to see such a turnout for today's memorial. It's encouraging, really. Just when it seemed funerals were losing their zest, perhaps they're making a comeback. In Crestfall, it used to be that going to a funeral was like a night out. Teenagers would make a date out of it. Sure, that new hot film was screening at the local theater, but what thrills could the latest Cars Turning into Robots movie give you that you couldn't get from going to a random person's funeral? (laughs) It was an event. There were concessions for those who wanted to eat their grief. Folks could book primary seating. Was this morbid? Perhaps. But what else are you going to do on a Saturday night? Realistically, be honest with yourself. You're here right now. (laughs) But much like life itself, all good things come to an end, and the appeal of Crestfall's funerals died off. Maybe it's good that funerals aren't a spectacle anymore. Maybe it distracted from who the person actually was. But it sure was fun. I can't help but be a little disappointed. I know this is about, this evening is about the deceased and not we the living. But I can't help but feel a little disappointed about the fact that it seems that you all didn't get the dress code. I mean, we dressed for the occasion. This man in the front row is wearing a baseball cap. It's a little disrespectful, don't you think? (laughs) Thank you, sir. I assume you all knew Samuel Plunk since you're here, but whoever turned down some backstory? Samuel Plunk was 100 years old when he died and was one of the most busiest men in town, right up until he passed away and assumed room temperature. He was the secret handyman, you see. The people of Crestfall, Idaho, are hardworking people. And so naturally, the last thing anyone wanted to admit was that they didn't know how to fix something. This is where Samuel came in. With great discretion in mind, he would be welcomed into people's homes in the dead of night to fix leaky pipes, backed up plumbing, flickering light bulbs. During the day, neighbors would exclaim to one another, My, you sure know how to keep up a house. And they would reply, Oh, you know, I I do what I can. I learn from the best. I learned from my father. And of course they learned it from their father because he used to call the secret handyman as well. He will be missed. There will forever be a Samuel Plunk-shaped hole in our hearts and a broken furnace in our basements. Well, before we all get too depressed, let's get on with it. Tonight we have three delightful, living speakers here to give some insight into Samuel's compelling life. I would like to welcome Leroy Jones to say a few words about our departed friend. He was the last person to see Samuel before he died, so he is going to grace us with a look into that final day.
2: <clears throat> uh, thank you there, obituary writer. Uh, let me see. Uh, sorry. I wrote my eulogy down on napkins because I used all my stationery to make paper hats for everyone to cheer you up. But I didn't realize it was raining outside. (laughs) That was one wet wonton of a surprise. (laughs) So uh, if you'd like a mushy paper hat made from a place of pure love, grab one on your way out. Anyways, the final day. Let me see. I woke up late, around 11.30 in the morning. My sleep schedule has been thrown off ever since I started playing bridge with my buds, Eaton Chandler. It's very addicting, and I have lost a lot of money. (laughs) Don't tell the missus. Just kidding. I don't have a missus. I'm alone. (laughs) Oh, but I fed my pet iguana, Leroy Jr. I fed him an avocado for breakfast. He loves his avocados. He sure does get violent if he doesn't get his greens. I'll bite and I'll bark with that one, am I right? <laughs> I'm so sorry I killed Samuel. I mean, um, <laughs> I mean I'm mean, i so sorry he's dead. <laughs> As in, uh, I'm sorry for your loss. I have nothing to be sorry for. It's just that uh, he fixed things, you know? He really knew how to fix things. How to make things right. How to make them better. Make them Okay because mistakes happen right we all goof up we can all be major league goofballs (laughs) like sometimes we might just have a runny faucet and all we have to do is tighten the nozzle a little and other times there's no stopping that runny faucet and the water just keeps pouring out and pouring out and pouring out and we don't know what to do and then the water's flooding the entire room and there's no escaping you're just drowning in your own remorse (laughs) anyhow that morning I called up Samuel to fix the burned out light bulb and it was, uh, it was a good um yeah it was a good interaction. A nice guy.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Leroy. What a wonderful eulogy. <laughs> I really feel like that spoke volumes about Samuel's life. Up next, we have the local butcher who was recently promoted to town coroner. (laughs) Give him a big round of applause. The Butcher, everyone.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's nothing, really. Just doing my job. I've been gutting and slicing up pork and beef for a while now, so it feels really refreshing to finally try my hand at human corpses. (laughs) 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 Oh, uh, right. Uh, That's my pet goat, Chester. He's my partner in crime. Ain't that right, Chester? <laughs> 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 That's classic Chester for ya. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's talk about why we're really here. Ah, what could be said of old Sammy P. The plunkster. Handy man. <laughs> he was a kind man. The best. He was dedicated and hardworking. He made all of our lives brighter, whether we were ready to admit it or not. He was a ladies' man. <laughs> He fathered at least half of you in the audience. And he had a century to work his magic. Uh, let's see here. What else about Sammy? He was generous, warm hearted, had multiple contusions on his left temple and upper arm that suggested an abrupt blunt impact at a 45 degree angle. <laughs> Further inspection of his internal organs suggested severe vascular rejection in the holograph. Bah, bah, bah. I'm getting that, chest Chester G's! Uh. This led to severe heart dysfunction with chronic passive congestion of the lungs and liver. Chester was mentioning how the presenting symptoms likely resulted in heart failure. Yeah, real nice guy. (laughs) Oh, you're right, Chester. You're absolutely right. That being said, there is a suspicious crater formation of flash burns on his hands, suggesting possible electrocution. Could be an accident, but I'm a sucker for foul play being involved. Even... (laughs) Moira.
1: <laughs> wow. Thank you for those words. I am sure that was incredibly impactful and highly educational to Plunk's loved ones. Let's move on, shall we? Here to lift your spirits with the Holy Spirit is none other than Pastor Jeff. Pastor Jeff, take it away.
3: I'm Pastor Jeff. Uh, pastor of the church right here, right now. Uh, it's, it's not actually right here. It's about eight blocks, which way, kitty corner to Lulu's hair salon. So uh, if you're ever getting your hair done, you want to talk about Jesus. Uh, I'm there. I, I live there. At the, at the church, not, not the hair salon. Uh, living at a hair salon would be itchy. Uh, well... Ah, uh, welcome to the sermon. Um, Samuel Plunk, we, uh, I knew him quite well. Uh, not quite well, but I've, well, I've got a Sammy story for you. Uh, as a boy, I was camping out in the dark woods uh, with my mother and father. And you know, my father was having just a, a titch of trouble getting the fire going. And my mother said it's probably because of his impotency. And then she called Samuel Plunk. And that man came and he started our fire. And he left with my mother. (laughs) And that fire, it kept us warm. He fixed that. He comes at night. He sneaks in and repairs that one floorboard your father smashed all of your mother's dishes upon after the Philadelphia Eagles lost the football game. He repairs the hidden things beyond your repair. You invite him in. And he mends the broken things that you can't fix. Sounds a lot like Jesus.
0: <laughs> a man who mends
3: your brokenness. You fail, you try to be good and kind, but ultimately you are broken. You find you cannot fix yourself. You need to invite someone in who can fix you. You need a Samuel Planck.
1: Inspiring as always, Pastor Jeff. (laughs) Lastly, ladies and gentlemen, we have Samuel Plunk's one and only apprentice, Alexander Thud. Uh,
4: Hello, hi. I'm Thud, Alexander Thud, apprentice to secret handyman Samuel Plunk. We, uh, We worked together for many years. He would hold the hammer and I would hold the nail. It was busy work, very dangerous work. He was a good man, and also my father. He never really acknowledged it. Uh, I saw an ad in the paper for a job, and I just, I just knew he was my dad. <laughs> but, you know, he came, he helped my mom. He actually fixed the go- garbage disposal. I applied, and well, he gave me the position. We, uh, we never acknowledged it each other, but we we both knew. <laughs> I worked with him for 11 years because I thought maybe next year it, he'll feel close enough to me that maybe he'll just slip up and s- call me son. He didn't, though. Um, he was, I mean, really good with a pneumatic nail gun. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why we never we never talked about those sort of things. I just... I wanted to say now that. Love you, Paul. I admire your caulking skills.
2: Alright! I can't take it anymore! I murdered Samuel Plunk! <gasps>
4: you murdered my illegitimate
2: father! Look, look, I I'm sorry, okay? Let me explain. When I called up Samuel to fix that burned out light bulb, that wasn't the end of the story. In fact. That was just the beginning. Well, yeah, we kind of figured. What happened? Well, uh, he had to climb up a ladder to reach the bulb, and he asked me to turn off the circuit from the fuse box just to be safe. What a safe man. So unlike myself, I'm a regular Stumbles McGillicuddy. <laughs> uh, anyway, just as he was changing the bulb, a-, a raven appeared near me and said, Ka! Ka! All of your life choices have been a mistake! Ka me, because birds aren't supposed to, you know, be indoors. <laughs> I was so startled I toppled over and accidentally hit the fuse switch, just as Samuel was tinkering with the open circuit. I heard a buzz and a whoa, 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 and then a <coughs> His head hit on my hand-me-down armoire, the whole shebang blew a fuse, and suddenly the lights were out. And so were his. I knew it. I knew there was foul play involved. You murdered old Sammy P. My instincts are always on the nose. Is your ar- armoire okay? I'm sorry, everyone. I truly am. Oh, please forgive me. Ba, ba, ba! You're right, Chester. Nothing short of the death penalty for Leroy.
3: Oh, not again! My dearest companions, calm your touches. Leroy has done no wrong. R- really? Of course you did something wrong. You killed a man. But it's no matter. A raven had no right to be so rude to you like that. You are forgiven in the eyes of the Lord, as you should be by your fellow man.
2: Accidents happen. Oh, thank you, Mr. Pastor. That sure means a lot. I think I'm going to go make some more paper hats to calm down. This has been one heck of a doozy. Certainly, my dear child. Go and rest your
3: weary brow. (sighs) Ah, <sighs> what pageantry.
1: I love a good funeral. Thank you all for coming here to celebrate Samuel Plunk's life. I can't help but think about what he meant to us as a secret handyman. Truth be told, I called Samuel once. The doorknob on my front door fell off and I couldn't leave, I couldn't leave my apartment. And so I waited until the middle of the night to ask for help. I don't know why I didn't just admit I couldn't fix it myself and call for a regular handyman. Appearances, appearances, that's what it was. The daily facades we all like to put up to make it look like we know what we're doing in this life. But a hundred years, Samuel was alive for a hundred years. You saw centuries worth of stories in this town, and after a while, those facades start to fade. They start to go away. And then when you die, they really go away. Living a life with facades is a life closed off. When your doorknob is broken, you need to let people in so that they can see the mess. It's the only way things ever get cleaned up. When you die, all that's left is you, and the people you let in. When you're alive, you need to worry about jobs and relationships, and the leaky pipe you don't know how to fix. But when you die, it's just you. It's just you, and those you've shown yourself to. I think at a time like this, there's only one thing left to do. Enjoy a classic song written by Crestfall's very own The Bally Go Backward Boys.
4: Hello, my name is Eugene Portage, and I'm going to play you a Crestfall Idaho Anthem. You know the weird lyrics.
5: Johnny left his bootstraps in the promised land. Johnny left his bootstraps in the promised land. And then he knocked and he knocked, but no one did come. And now his life is over, and his afterlife's begun. Well, Johnny was just like you and I, dead and wondering what to do. He asked the angels if they'd like some coffee, and God said, <laughs> "That is cute." So he set out straight for those pearly gates, but forgot to leave it cracked got shut out and he tried to shout but there ain't no going back and you want to know the worst of it johnny left his bootstraps in the promised land johnny left his bootstraps in the promised land and he knocked and he knocked but no one did come now his life is over his afterlife's begun. Well, folks, what's a fella to do? Johnny out there with no straps on his shoes. Oh, Mr. God, he died in vain. And that's about when it started to rain. With a thunderous clap and a flickety flash, Johnny's rocketing down to a hellfire crash. With a bump and a skip and a tear and a rip, sweet Johnny was on a devilish, devilish,
4: He tried to escape with heavenly stealth, but he was standing before the devil himself.
5: Johnny looked up, trembling with fear, as the devil chuckled.
4: (laughs) There's plenty of coffee down here. You want to know the worst of it?
5: Johnny left his bootstraps in the promised land. Johnny left his bootstraps in the promised land. And he knocked, and he knocked, but no one did come. Now his life is over, his afterlife's beyond. Everyone singing out,
1: genuinely, seriously!
5: Johnny left his bootstraps in the promised land. And he knocked and he knocked, but no one did come. No, sir! Now his life is over, his afterlife's begun. One more time! Johnny left his bootstraps in the promised land. You got it? Johnny left his bootstraps in the promised land. What a shame! And he knocked and he knocked, but no Is over, his afterlife's begun, and now his life's oh. over. His, his afterlife's begun.
1: <laughs> Thank you all again. Live life to the fullest. Don't forget to drink the foam off of your Moscato smell every rose even the pokey ones and don't be afraid to leave your doors unlocked. Thank you. And if you'd like to find us, you can find us on Facebook Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr, at deathbydyingpod Yeah de- at deathbydyingpod Thank you guys. Thank you.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half countrymen, lend me your pointy ears! Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons & Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your Master Teacher, which is Dungeon Master meets High School English Teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye is over
2: there, and the other eye is rolled over there. Exactly right.
0: Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. (laughs) I've rolled a one. Are you rolled a one! Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets.
5: Anybody got some poop for me?
0: A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts.